podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody and welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and podcast. It's your match preview for the Borussia Dortmund versus Newcastle United Champions League match day four game. Gotta get make sure I get that right. Um I am Daryl filling in for Scott today, usually as a panelist, but I'm gonna try and steer the ship on this one. Uh, we're joined by regular Andy and we're also joined by our Champions League expert Dan. How are we doing boys? Oh. How, are we, how are we getting on? I'll let our lovely guest go first. Uh, yeah, I'm alright. I've just been in the studio recording a Champions League podcast for the fantasy game. Had a little bit of a nightmare on the way there so my podcast uh, co-host Aaron came to pick me up tonight. Pulled up outside my house lock the door, go get in the car, one foot in the car, realise it's not him, and some poor lass has sat there. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, I looked a dead part in the eyes, screamed, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Did <laughs> you make a habit of that, do you? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I know them when I see it. Uh, yeah, it was just one of the worst moments of my life. Wanted the ground to swallow me up. <laughs> Maybe 30 seconds later, he pulled around the corner. I was like, I swear, it's my, my mate's car looks like this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow. And now she knows where I live. So if I get interrupted anytime during this podcast, it's probably just the police, lads. Nothing to worry about. Right. Okay. No worries. Other than that, okay. I'm how great. <laughs> no bother. Uh, how are you doing, Andy? I good. Um, had a bit of trauma in our house because my fiance has rang me saying this random guy just got in my car earlier. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, no, all good. Um, getting myself all packed for Dortmund tomorrow. Cannot wait. Oh, me and my mate Michael have just been messaging each other, sort of T minus thirteen hours, T minus twelve <laughs> hours. Uh, so uh, yeah, can't wait. How how are you getting there, Andy? So it's a, a drive to Hull to jump on the car ferry to Rotterdam and then drive in Rotterdam to Dortmund. Um, so That's it's like an overnight ferry job and stuff like that. So it's going to be a bit of a bit of a trek, but you know what? The, the trip there will be class. It's, well, that's going to be part of the fun, isn't it? So can't wait. Well, I hope it all goes plain sailing, especially on that rough North Sea in this sort of weather. That we're don't, I don't like water, so I'm trying not to think about oh, the boat trip oh, too much. Oh, <laughs> I'm just going to put my head down. Get, get some um, sleeping tablets down you and just sleep for the whole thing. That's the yeah, best thing. I'll try, I'll try and find some Valium somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. So in, in true messed up fashion, because I'm hosting this one, we're going to try and dive straight into it. So match day four, it's um, a rerun, but the opposite way around, of course, because we're going to be in Dortmund of the last game in match day three, which was the 1-0 defeat. Um, we're coming into this on a good run, having gotten some nice little revenge against Arsenal on Saturday night, having lost 2-0 in the, in the corresponding game last season. Um, some good displays all around. We'll not try and delve too much into that because we've got the match reaction on the channel there with, I think, was it with... Uh, who was it with? It was, was it with you, Ian? Were you on it? 
Yeah, and Andy was on it, I think, and then wasn't Joe on it? Yes. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It was, sorry. I'm just thinking about Sorry. Yeah. No, no. It was Joe and I and Chris. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So that's on on the channel for everybody to to enjoy, especially if you want to hear about Mikel Arteta throwing his toys out the pram pram in the most spectacular fashion imaginable. Um, But yeah, so we had a good result against Arsenal. So there's a lot of momentum on the board. And obviously, we had the great result down at Old Trafford last midweek. So momentum is certainly on our side. But we'll start very quickly now and go into our opponents who had a pretty big game themselves at the weekend. So, Dan, what, what's what's the crack? What's happened? Oh, they got stuffed, mate. Uh, 4-0 off Bayern Munich. Sané with a hat-trick of assists. Kane with a hat-trick of goals. Uh, I think Andy actually saw more of the game than I did. So, uh, I think he should talk about how the game go went. Um, but I watched the uh, I watched the sort of extended highlights. Sky Sports had a sort of thirty minute highlight package on, so I watched that, and it was interesting because uh, Dortmund got smashed in scoreline only. Really, um, they actually played pretty well. They kept the ball pretty well. They were getting in Bayern's final third quite a lot. Very similar to how they played against us, where they were finding those quick wingers and trying to sort of get in behind. Neuer pulled off a couple of good saves. And what was happening is that they were just getting completely unpicked on the counter. It was just long diagonals to Sane, sprinting through. Kane just stood in the middle for tap-ins, um, a couple of crosses, things like that. So the, I think the scoreline flattened behind a little, but it, ultimately that was clearly Tuchel's plan, was just to sit mm. off. They've got an amazing, I think they've got the best defensive record in Bundesliga, which probably you could probably guess that, even if you knew nothing about German football. <laughs> That, yeah, they just sat off them, broke up, broke them down on the counter, ran through the midfield like they weren't there. Um, and I was watching that, obviously, with my Newcastle hat on, thinking these are things we could definitely do, which I'm sure we'll get on to. Um, but yeah, still a demoralising loss. It's obviously a de classica, um, and it's a big game for them, a title race, you know, getting away from them already. Kane's now scored 15 goals in 10 games, which I thought I would just mention because it's just ridiculous um, yeah hopefully uh, it's one of those where it can either knock them for six and demoralize them for the next game or they get them in the dressing room after and say right lads time to turn it around for this game against newcastle so hopefully yeah. it's the former it's funny because from what i remember seeing dortmund in my eyes and especially i think this probably applies more to when they had the likes of harlan playing um and even going back to when they had uh, Lewandowski, is that dortmund were a team that were more crucial, uh, more crucial, more clinical on a counter-attack. Um, they used to be able to soak up a lot of pressure and then break on teams. And that was how they did it. That was how they got their, that was their bread and butter was to break on teams with electric pace and then just get them on the counter-attack. I think it was more, more or less under Klopp as well, wasn't it? It was like Klopp's style mm. was to just soak everything up and then just pounce on teams and, and, and just plough through them um, and, and score on the counter. And I've just remembered that I've forgotten something very important. So at this point, we're going to take a mini injunction and we're going to do it now. So I do apologise, but it's time to have a quick word from our sponsor. The Gallagher Shots Match Preview is brought to you by Magpin. Magpin are the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle United players, legends and retro kits. For more information, visit their website at magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. Thank you very much for that one, Scott. Um, so <laughs> we're going to bring back in to, to, to Newcastle. So it's important to note that in preparation for this game on um, Tuesday night, 
that Eddie Harold made some interest. Well, he made some very um, tactical substitutions against Arsenal. We saw Callum Wilson come off after the hour mark, um, which saw Anthony Gordon go through the middle for the last half an hour of that game. And of course, that led to the point where we scored. Um, Joe Linton ended up out wide on the left wing and Joe Willock came into midfield. And I think we saw a little bit of the overlap of the classic Joe Linton-Joe Willock partnership where one will go out wide, one will come inside and we've had a bit of a switch around on that as well. Um, Miggy Almiron came off roughly at about the same time as Callum Wilson who was, and he was replaced for Jacob Murphy, the Poisson, because he lasted about another five or ten minutes before his <laughs> shoulder popped out and he was putting a press on the Arsenal defender. And, you know, I was sat at the other end of the ground for that and it, I had I was sort of wondering in the immediate impact, like the immediate time when it happened, I thought, why has he stopped running? He suddenly just stopped running. And then he just peeled off to his right-hand side and I could see his left arm was just like still. Hanging off. And then I just, yeah, he pretty much, it was pretty much hanging off. And as soon as you turn around, I thought, oh God, his shoulder's popped out again. And the, the fair play of the medical team, they came straight on. And I honestly thought that at that point, they'd actually popped his shoulder back in because they got around it. They got around it very quickly and they were holding that arm and I thought they were going to try and pop it back in. But he came straight off. So that was another substitution that was made. Um, we also saw Dan Byrne have to leave the game quite early with a back injury, which by all accounts could be quite significant. Um, we know, thanks to our lovely members who, if you're watching, hello, keep keep being members. And if you want to be a member, it's uh, I'll, I'll get this in now, I might as well. Memberships from two ninety nine a month and you'll get all of your instant access to videos like this one and all the other features of the channel, including the Telegram chat. And again, that's how we find out certain things and at certain times. So, yeah, we, we expect that the Dan Byrne back injury might be something that keeps him out for a little while. Um, and as a result, as much as I get lambasted for it in, in our own group chat, we saw Kieran Trippier switch sides and go to left back and Tino Livermento came on to play right back. And again, you know, Tino came on and pretty much carried on his form from the Man United game. Um, and yeah, so we, we ended the game a little bit skew with, and Matt Ritchie came on for, for Jacob Murphy, who shouldn't add that in. Um, and I think that probably added a bit to our resolve in, in, in the that half of that game against Arsenal because it really goes back to the walls towards the end. But again, it showed that we are there for a fight. And as you mentioned earlier, Andy, if Bayern Munich can soak up defensive pressure, we certainly did that against Arsenal for the, the latter part of the game. So there's certainly signs amongst us that we can do this um, and maybe have some sort of similar game plan going into the game on Tuesday. Um, I'm going to shut up for a second in just a second because I don't have any referee information, which is normally my little bit that I like to do on this preview. Um, so we're going to go in. We don't really need to do too much about signings because we did, well, and players to watch as well because we did a lot of that in the corresponding video for the, the fixture at home. However, we do know that certain players featured against Bayern Munich and some came back from injury. So, Dan, do you want to just give us the rundown of how that happened? Yeah, sure. So, obviously, Emery Chan's out. So, Oskan, who came on for Chan in the first game against us, he started at the weekend. Marco Royce uh, played on the right, I think, with Marlon on the left. You might know more about that than me, Andy. But when I was watching it, that's what it seemed. Because I've only seen the I've only seen the normal highlights. I've not seen the extended. Um, Julian Brandt came in as well. So Julian Brandt came in for um, Felix Mnecha, who scored the goal against us. 
So it's interesting. It'd be interesting to see who's actually going to play against us, whether Neche is going to keep his spot after how he played against us in the first leg. I think a lot of Newcastle fans were impressed with him. Uh, I'll never say a good word about him, thanks to his homophobic statements before, yeah. prior to this summer. Uh, I actually thought he was fine against us anyway. I, I think people maybe inflated how good he was just because of potentially how bad we were in the first half. Hmm. Um, Julian Brandt's a significantly better footballer. He is really, really good. Very tidy on the ball. Very, very skillful. Wants to go forward. Uh, how old is he now? Because he seems to have been around quite a while now as well. Yeah, but he looks six. Uh, <laughs> he, he's, he's an Oliver yeah. Solskjaer regen, isn't he, in that respect? Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how old he is. I think he might be about 25 now. Something around that yeah. age, off the top of my head. Because he's one that's been around since he was 16, 17, 18. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, uh, I think I sort of described him last time. He, he reminds us a lot of like Dejan Kulusevski, where he never looks like he's moving very quickly. He sort of glides on the ball. He's got a really good change direction. Does not look like a footballer. Uh, but I think he's a very, very impressive player. Uh in as you alluded to earlier on, the goalkeeper did have a knock and he came back for this game. So they're pretty much at full strength Dortmund now. Um, the players have all had some good minutes. I don't think you can take a huge amount of stock in a result against Bayern Munich, although 4-0 is quite shocking. And again, uh, I think Nani's right. In terms of how we need to play against them, one of the issues that we had in our place was their traps for our fullbacks. So Jam Jamal Lascelles is so improved, it's actually quite remarkable. But it's also just important to accept him for who he is and what he is and love him for all of those good things. Mm -hmm. One thing that he isn't is a progressive ball player that can pass a ball into the centre of the pitch into a number eight or... Unless the unless Bruno drops in line with him into a number six, he definitely tries to do it now. And yeah. but, uh, one of the issues for that very success. <laughs> yeah, well, that's his very success. Him and Cher didn't want to do it against Dortmund at home, so every ball from them went out to the fullbacks, and they set traps for the fullbacks. And it's one of the issues with with Nick Pope as as good as a goalkeeper as he is in terms of a shot stopper. We kind of play with 10 men in possession because he's got no distribution. So the problem is, is that we want to give the ball into our fullback's feet. They then, when they get pressed by the opposition, the trap's been set. They have to go into Lascelles or Share respectively, and then likely back to the goalkeeper or between each other. And the game gets slowed down to a snail's pace. Where Pope would be important is that Trippier or Burnett would have been could play a one-two, and then we can push up and with an accurate pass, it makes their traps more of a risk for them to take because if we beat it, we're in. So playing quickly, getting the ball into midfield as soon as possible, and hitting them on the counter-attack, I think is 100 percent our best way of doing it. That's what Bayer did as well. 100%. If we try and keep a hold of that ball, we'll slow it down. And our two centre uh, shares long range patterns, unbelievable. It's it might be the long, the best long pass of a ball from a defender in world football. I think 
Anderson at Crystal Palace is ridiculous as well, but he's so good at it. But again, playing those balls along the ground, he doesn't seem to like doing it. He'd rather dribble with it. And I think the weather really affected decision-making in that respect at home. Yeah. I don't think he wanted to take the risk of dribbling the ball with, with it being so slippy. We saw how other people were struggling with controlling the ball. I think Dan Burns injury is a blessing in disguise. And obviously I'd never wish injury on anyone, let alone our own players. And I think in the long run, it's going to be detrimental because we are one player down for this hectic run. The amount of games we've got to play is really, really going to be difficult for the players. But for this particular game, having Livramento and Trippier, I, I think that'll be, the, I think Trippier will be yeah. left back and I think Livramento will be right back. And I wouldn't have said Daryl's grin. He's buzzing. said that before the injury. I, for me, it's a, it was a case of Burn plays the big games, Hall covers them. Same with Trippier in Livermore on the right. You needed them both to rotate in their natural positions because of how many games we've got. I think we've got uh, ten games in thirty-one days from the end of November. Yeah. That's coming up, yeah. Uh, so that is awful. So you needed them both, but. We've been dealt this hand, and now I think it's Trippier on the left, Livermore on the right, and then Hall will cover as needs be, and there can be some rotation and maybe some of the weaker games, perhaps. But I, I think that's the way it's going to be. And for what we want to achieve in this game, I think that's going to be of massive benefit to us in the way that we would like to play. And Livermore and Trippier, whether Trippier's on the left side or the right, is a much better distributor of a ball than Dan Byrne. I think Dan Byrne's in the team for his physical presence, his defensive work from set pieces, and his offensive work from set pieces. So I think for what we want to do and how we want to achieve it, I think it's going to be good news for this game. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you on that as well, Dan. And it's so important to note that whilst we have Hall to cover at left-back, while Trippier is there, we're also suffering with the loss of Matt Target from the game last week. So he would have been the backup option there as well. But we're also blessed on the opposite side by having the return of Emil Kraft in the same game last week against Man United. So there is a little bit of a blessing there just to help with the cover um, and also give us a little bit of depth, even though we're going to have to make these forced changes. Um, Andy, we're going to have to move into midfield. So again, we are sort of light because we are going to be missing Sandro for the foreseeable because of everything that went on there. And how do you think the midfield is going to set up? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, I think having Willock back is amazing. Uh, we, we've said this a few times. It's a cliche that he's like a new sign-in, but he is. Um, I think we've all forgot how good he was. Well, we all knew he was mint, but I think we'd forgot mm -hmm. how mint he was. Um, we know about his physicality, but I think we often underappreciate how good he is technically on the ball. Just his passing range, the way he can finish, run with the ball. It's like he's like our pound shop Jude Bellingham. And I don't mean that in a disparaging way. Just the fact that the, the way he drives with the ball, it maybe doesn't have those portion instincts that Bellingham has, but he can just do everything in midfield. So I'd love to see him get involved. I really liked seeing Joe Linton um, in, in the sort of forward left position. I think we really benefited from him making those diagonal runs and his physicality. Um, but I do think for this game where we think we might be under the cosh or maybe trying to surrender possession a bit more, I think we may see Joe Linton. We know Bruno's going to play because he's our Champions League guy. Um, so I think we'll probably start with Joe Linton, Longstaff, Bruno, because they are the three guys that Howe can rely on. Um, 
And I think he'll want Gordon on the left and he'll want Wilson in the middle, which means that Willick doesn't necessarily get involved straight away. But what a pair of fresh legs to bring on if we need him. Um, I think it worked really well in the um, in the game just gone where we could move Willick into the middle and put Jolinton out wide, things like that. So yeah. I think yeah. them three, um, the, the the legs they've got, the the how they are under pressure, so press resistant. We know that tactically amazing as well. And they've probably had more time in the training ground than everyone else. So um, yeah, that'd be them three for me. Yeah, I, w- I would totally agree with you on that. And I think it makes absolutely... It's a no-brainer to, to play Bruno in this game anyway because we, unfortunately, will be missing him for the game against Bournemouth next weekend because he picked up his fifth yellow card against Arsenal. Just, um, just so one such a harsh card as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, should have been booked for. That was the one thing he shouldn't have been booked yeah, for. Yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. I mean, God forbid he should have seen red in that game anyway. Are you suggesting punching an opposition player around. in the back of the head is a card? <laughs> Look what... What's a forearm between friends? Yeah, well, exactly. exactly. Especially when he was yelling at him to get up afterwards as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're definitely going to have to see. I think we'll certainly see Bruno for the full 90 in, on, on Tuesday night. Um, and then he can have a well-deserved rest. Well, I say well-deserved, but well-earned, well-deserved. It doesn't really come yeah. to a, a bit of a funny pinch of salt there because uh, we don't really want to miss him, Bournemouth, but there you go. So we'll certainly get 90 minutes out of Bruno and then he can have a rest. Um, I agree with uh, what you were saying about using Joe Linton as well. I think the option is going to have to be there when we get. Obviously, we'll, we'll talk about the forward line when we go into this because we'll probably see another hour's worth of Callum Wilson again to try and keep his legs fresh for the games in the Premier League as well. Because unfortunately, for the moment, he is our sole recognised striker. Um, and again, I think the option is there for Eddie, and we'll probably see a repeat of it again around about the hour mark, give or take. Wilson will be taken out of the game regardless of the scenario, I would think, because we, if he is that important to us. Um, and then we'll see that swap and um, Joe Willett will come on and then Joe Linton and him will then do a little switcheroo and, and be that little dynamic flexibility on that left side. Uh, Gordon will probably move into the middle again. And I think, I think do we all agree that Alma will start on the right? Yes. On Tuesday? Yep. Yeah. 100%. Spot on. Who else is going to play Well... I'm not going to well, Matt Ritchie, of course, but I don't think that's, that's, really, yeah. uh, that's not real. That's not really a, a realistic uh, starting point. Um, yeah. For the Champions League game. Whether, Maybe, well, I, uh, go on. Matt Ritchie against Bournemouth against his old club. Well, yeah, I mean that. He's due a goal. Bournemouth. Um, he's due a goal. <laughs> he's due a corner flag. Why? <laughs> said that in the review. <laughs> oh yeah, he could be back on pens if if Wilson's not there. Um, but I, I think. The other thing, I thought at one point on, on Saturday against Arsenal that Livermento was going to come on for Almiron and, and play as a right winger. But obviously, mm-hmm. with the injury to Dan Byrne, that put the kibosh on that. But I suppose that could be an option at some point later in the game if he wants to get Almiron rested. He could do that and then bring on Kraft to come in at right back. But yeah. again, we're just playing fantasy football a little bit then. Yeah. It, it could be... It could be... A, it could be a decision that could backfire as well because you know it is only going to be Emil Kraft's second appearance of the season really in the first team so we'll have to wait and see but yeah so it's going to be an interesting game um again we better mention that it's going to be live on BT Sports at 5.45 it's not BT Sports TNT Sports sorry for listeners in the UK and, and watchers of course so it's it's live on TNT Sports at quarter to six on Tuesday evening and um, that's quarter to six UK time of course and then Again, that will set us up nicely for 
the little run of fixtures that we'll have up until the next international break as well, which is coming up very, very soon. God forbid, because we don't like international football. It's all about club football these days. Sorry, that's just my me getting a little rant out there. Um, but yeah, if you so, uh, well, exactly. Yeah, um, even though Gareth Southgate was at the game yesterday to watch us against Arsenal, but I think he was probably watching Declan Rice and Callum Wilson more than anybody else. Maybe yeah, there, like, he wasn't watching all of the English players that we play. No, uh, definitely not. The eight, the Still nine, the ten English players that played for us. <laughs> no, definitely not. So we're gonna. <laughs> yeah, no, that's no, that's a, another rabbit hole that we can't afford to go down on this particular episode. Anyway, um, so we'll we'll move on to our predictions for this one. Um, I'm not going to go first like Scott likes to do sometimes. So I'm going to ask Dan, what's your prediction for this one? Uh, I think it's going to be one-one. I think yeah, yeah it's uh, I could see you calling it for each team. I don't think we're a great away team. But I think we'll be a lot more clued up than the home game. I don't think an away draw is the worst result in the world. That would put us on five points. Um, and then we, I think at this stage, we're hoping that PSG beat Milan, really. Like PSG to be group winners. And then yeah. let us and Dortmund dog it out for, for second place. And I, I think I'd be very comfortable. If, if, if we can get away draws and beat Milan at home... That would be magic. Do you know how the head-to-head rule works if we beat them? God. Yeah, so it goes on. It goes on goals. Sorry. <laughs> no, it just goes on the goals. It goes on away goals. Goals scored. Because uh, Actually, sorry, it goes on the overall like score. Oh, second oh well, You mean like an aggregate score together? Yeah, like um, I do actually have the rules. Uh, if you want to give go through say, all your, I'll do um, mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'll see if I can find the the rules. Give me, give us well, a couple. I, well, I'm glad you've gone no, first because Scott usually bins it off onto me straight away. So, um, <laughs> I think I'm minded to agree that a score draw is the sort is a logical thing to predict, um, because I agree. I, I think obviously our home games are where we've been incredible, but I I actually think from watching that Bayern game. The, the way we'll p- approach this will suit us so much better against Dortmund because there are times mm-hmm. where our team under Howe does get played through a little bit. And I don't think we always talk about it, but there are times where we do get played through the midfield and when the press gets beaten, we look very exposed. Uh, I think we're in amazing form. We've just come off the back of two. Well, I can't say Man United is a difficult game anymore, really, but the Arsenal <laughs> game as well. Um, you know, Two amazing results. The spirits will be high. The, the first 11 we've got is still good despite the fact yeah. we've got all these injuries. So um, I'm going to go one better just to be positive and say we're going to win 2-1. And I think it will be... Uh, we'll go one up, they'll bring it back, and then we'll manage to find a way just to get that one at the end. I like and Matt Ritchie penalty. and then he can kick the the corner flag at Dortmund that'll be the best corner flag he's ever kicked in his life imagine he could kick he could kick the the corner flag at the yellow wall and take down the yellow wall yeah yeah I think I think 2-1 I think that's maybe being optimistic but you know it's it's a Newcastle podcast you got to be have a bit of optimism so we'll go for the win well I'm very much like Dan and I think it's going to be a 1-1 draw Um, I think we will show a little bit more than what we did in the game at the San Siro because obviously this is our second away game in the group. Um, I also think that we'll learn from the lessons of the home game and we'll be able to 
deal with Dortmund a little bit better. And as Dan brilliantly mentioned earlier about beating the trap for the fullbacks, I think we'll be capable of doing that. You know, in the in the modern game of football, you know, these clubs do all their research on the opposition teams. And I think they'll probably take a lot from the game that they played against Bayern Munich at the weekend. Um, and I think that our plan of attack will be to try and utilise what they will have seen in that game to try and just break them on the counter. Um, we will have the players available to do that as well, obviously with Almiron and Gordon. Um, Wilson, maybe not so much for his blistering pace, but he is able to get around the pitch with quick, you know, he's quick around the pitch when he moves. Um, and again, we've got willing runners in midfield. You've got your Joel Linton who can get up there and get around. You've got your Sean Longstaff who can get in there, get around. And then, of course, we have the danger man himself in Joe Willock who, just when things are getting a little bit tough and opposition players are getting a little bit tired in the second half, he can come on and he can run at them with his pace and, and cause all sorts of bother himself. Um, so, yeah, 1-1 for me. And I'm hoping, Dan, you've managed to find out what we need to know about these rules. I do. So, basically, obviously goes for points in the head-to-head. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. So, to even stand a chance, we need to win, basically, up for the head-to-head. From there... It goes in the goal difference in head-to-head matches. So that's basically an aggregate scoreline. Yeah. So if it was, um, if we win by one goal, then that's a tie. So then it goes on to the next rule, which is goal scored in head-to-head matches amongst tied teams. So if it's, again, that's going to be difficult. So that would be like, we won 2-1. We would, we don't we, have, we would have the benefit of that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it feels, yeah. <laughs> Um, I guess it has to be complicated, but yeah. I think then, for argument's sake, we should think if it's going to, we should probably for argument's sake think say it's just going to be a one 0 win to us, and then we can yeah. let them, we can go on. Okay, from so from that you've then got the away goals scored and head to head, so that would be a tie. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. one two one, then would that'd be that'd be great. We'd be we'd win the head to head. One nil, then you're looking at the rest of these. So it's goal difference in all group matches. So it just goes to your overall goal Normal difference. Goal difference. Yeah. That would help us at the minute after the win against PSG. That would help. After that, it's just goal scored. So it's like a normal league now. Goal difference, right. then goal scored. Then away goal scored in all your group matches. Uh then wins in all group matches. So how many wins have you got? Mm-hmm. Then how many away wins have you got? And then it's disciplinary points. Oh, God. Oh, God. All is even after disciplinary points. It's the UEFA club coefficient, which would give Dortmund oh, the advantage if ever got there. But God. thank goodness, Joel Linton um, hasn't, like, I think, didn't Joel Linton miss, miss a couple of the games? Yeah. One of the, yeah, thank uh-huh. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, I mean, God forbid it has to go all the way down to the UEFA coefficient to sell. I know that'd be wild. Imagine, imagine missing out because someone took the shirt off when they scored and got. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing that means you don't qualify. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I, I'm pretty sure it won't get to that. Um, yeah, I don't think it will either. So well. I think that's a great point on which to end it. I think we've gone for about half an hour, so that's pretty good running for us. Um, so I need to thank you both, Andy and Dan. Thank you very much for joining us on this one. And again, I've somewhat steered the ship through this these uh, choppy waters. Sorry a great that job, Harold. You've done a j- great job. <laughs> you do a great. These waters aren't anywhere near as choppy as what that sea is going to be when I'm oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
I can already see the dread in his face. I've got mail. We can't from it. It completely disappeared. <laughs> if he's uh, crashing, right. there's any wooden doors, remember to. All right, I'm leaving on now. Two people can get on one. <laughs> just, just check you've got your life yeah. jacket on and you know where you're going. Yeah, yes, I know. Vaseline, yeah, it'll, it'll help insulate. I, I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna fly. Does anyone want me to? <laughs> okay, so before we wrap it up for the final time, we just need to thank everybody for watching. If you want to become a member, like I said before, it's from two ninety nine a month. And don't forget to click your likes and your subscribes. You can sign those at the bottom of the video. And as you can also click the little notification bell to be notified when we launch our videos or when we go live. Should we do that? Um, with plenty of content to come up this week if you're watching this when it goes out on Monday you've got the Always Smiling Faces podcast coming on Monday night where we'll probably talk a bit more about Miguel Arteta throwing his toys out the pram. I like to get that reference in because it's always fun um, and then we'll have a reaction to, to this game at some point during the week and then we'll also have another preview towards the end of the week for the game at, at the weekend against Bournemouth um, again so I thank you everybody on behalf of Dan and Andy and again Andy I hope you have a mint time Please bring back some points. Definitely at least one, hopefully three. Um, plenty of Steins of Lager while you're over there as well. Like I said, I just hope you have a mint time. I have to put this in because it's so close to Dusseldorf. The the Geordie exodus in a Vida Zane Pets fashion is happening. And I hope you all have a mint trip. Mark Mark's already over there. So he'll, I don't think we'll see him tomorrow on the Osmile Faces. But Mark's going to be over there as well. So I hope you all have a lush time. I think Scott's going. I think did he tell us he, he was going? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. got to even score himself a ticket as well. So, like we say, and everybody who's going have a mint time. I'm very jealous of you. Nice see you in Paris if I can get a ticket. And from me and the team here, I right, wish you a very good. Uh, well, I don't know what time you're watching it. I'm not going to say good. It's good night as we record, but we'll say goodbye and we'll see you on the next one. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs>